Drum hit. We are on. Oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> Welcome to the UHP podcast. Yeah, baby. Thought I just. Oh, oh. I guess we start with Vince. Oh, oh start no, with me. Ladies <laughs> first. Yeah, oh, ladies, ladies first. first. Ladies first. Introduce yeah. ourselves. Easy. Introducing myself. Hello. I'm Saraya. Um, one of the. I am the only female PT at UHP, mm. and I specialize Ooh. in. Uh, transitioning beginner females into intermediate to advanced lifters. Oh. I like that. <laughs> to the right. To the <laughs> no, right. No, you go, you go. No, uh, no. Yeah. Come on, bro. My name is Vince. Um, I'm one of the PTs as well, UHP personal training, and I specialize in uh, strength con- and conditioning and sports performance. Uh, people jumping high, running fast, this, that, bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm next. Hi, uh, oh. um, I'm Francis. Um, um, as you and I, um, oh, I think I'm the yeah, kicker oldest. Yeah, you're the oldest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the oldest. Um, UHPPT. Um, I've been with them for I think three years now. Yeah, you are. I've been with them for three years. Um, I'm specializing. Um, <coughs> say training. Um, I think transforming. Um, people from, I would say, transforming underdogs, you know, pretty much transforming underdogs, yeah. Ooh, good one. Mm. All right, well, I thought I'd just introduce the topic of, it's not controversial, don't worry, uh, information change over time. So, basically, Francis, being the oldest, you would know this. Yeah. We, as PTs, everywhere, not just like, singular PTs, I guess PTs that keep up to date, train clients a certain way. And one year on even, you train them slightly differently, two years on even. There's a new thing that comes out, new study or new sort of um, practice that's sort of pushed out. doesn't necessarily need to be a study or science, but this works for clients, so everyone should do it now. Uh, And pick up certain things that actually do work and then we implement it with clients and push things out slightly differently how we would previously, uh, I guess for everyone, this isn't just for Francis, how has training changed since, because you guys are, did a podcast on the newer trainers, now you guys are more experienced trainers, how has things changed from the start to now? Um, well, for me, like, because I, I was personal training before UHP, if I look back at when <coughs> I first started, um, I think like five by five was huge, like three by five, five by five. And that's like all people really put out, especially people that didn't get coaching like myself at the time was just get strong five by five. And actually that hit me at a plateau for like two years of not progressing in squat, not progressing in deadlift. Um, But that's really, I think, evolved. Um, And I suppose the industry in itself is something that's evolving, you know, every day, every week. Um, but I, that was a big one, five by five. I love five by five. <laughs> I ran that for three years, I remember. It works. I think it yeah. works, definitely. It works until a certain point. Yeah. And then you hit that plateau. And you're like, where do I go from here? And then you get a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, um, obviously coming from a sport background, um, majority of the time, even this is what it is nowadays as well. A lot of people think, for example, if you want to jump higher, you just got to keep pumping out plyometrics, plyometrics, plyometrics. Just keep jumping, keep running, and you'll jump higher. 
Um, and that was, that's what it's like back when I was in high school, I guess. Um, obviously, that's what people post on social media. You look at it, oh, <coughs> these are the exercises you should do to, to jump high and all that type of stuff. But I think throughout the time as me, uh, obviously, when I first started becoming a coach, um, I started to, sorry, sorry, keep Squeaky. squeaking the chair. <laughs> um, yeah, what you call it? Um, uh, becoming a coach, it made me realize like, you know, um, there's more than just doing plyometrics. Obviously, there comes a point where there's a uh, um, point of diminishing returns and all that type of stuff. You got to go back to the basics, um, build another base, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So doing some strength training as well. Back then, a lot of sports athletes neglected um, strength training, trying to get big, trying to get strong because they feel like it's going to affect their performance and all that type of stuff. So I think just knowledge over time kind of um, helped me um, realize that and kind of implement it for my own clients who want to pursue um, and increase their performance on the quarter field and all that type of stuff. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Francine, what about you? So today we talked about the knees in, knees out, heels and flats. I think um, from my experience, it changes over time. Like, um, and it's still going to keep changing. Like whatever we're using right now, in two years' time, it will be, uh, I'm not saying it will be irrelevant, but something else will come, right? Because it's, it's like um, we're always experiencing. We're always experiencing. And you don't have to be like the smartest. You don't have to be like, yeah. So, like, before, I, use, I always use myself as an example, right? Like, before when I used to squat, like, I'm always trying to, like, start by breaking my knees first. And then over time, we change to trying to break the hips first before the knees, and then it's like trying to do the uh, same, We're trying to break the knees and hips at the same time. And they all work. So um, I know it works to like a certain point. It works to like a certain point, and then you have to change it up, and you probably have to come back. So I think as long as it's working, it's going to keep changing. But you just need to find what works, and you just need to keep experiencing. Yeah, so I guess you talk to me about it, being different for everyone. different people as well. Yeah, yeah. Being different for everyone. Like what will work for you might not work for her, might not work for him, but will work for you. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So and uh, can I just jump in as well and say like I think programming and like linear progression was like the like there's always gonna be linear progression. We're looking to progress all the time. But when we look at a programming perspective, nowadays it's like we really go off RPE and trying to get our clients to be as autonomous as possible and undulating and um, implementing like RPE caps and yeah percentage-based stuff whereas back then it was kind of like let's just progress by 2.5 let's overload that way and not really use a lot utilize um, volume and frequency and variation it was just like just be repetitive in that and that's exactly why um, a lot of people including myself I'll, I'll use myself as an example was um, hitting just this roadblock in progression because I didn't really even in my PT course they they tell you briefly about it but they never really went into depth about it and that's something that you kind of need to jump in the field and really experience for yourself because the best form of learning is you know being thrown into the deep end and having people around you to actually teach you that type of stuff yeah I, I think you touched on a good point that isn't really in the notes but 
They don't actually teach that in the course, hey? No. <laughs> it <laughs> like is that. very, like, repetitive type of, at least from where I went, not naming, um, programming was just so, like, repetitive and repetitive. You need the, uh, you need a compound. You need a barbell. Um, but the thing is, and especially being at my time here at UHP is, um, shout out to Luke for really teaching me this stuff, but not, you don't need to do barbell for us every single client because barbell lifting is a skill um, and they like you need to teach them the foundational stuff to be able to um, translate that to the barbell. Some people will pick it up really well, some people won't. And yep. it's instant for like most PTs to be like, all right, barbell back squat, we're going to do a deadlift. And then you've just got them like pulling with their back or not knowing how to utilize leg drive or use their adductors um, or stay stacks. They just don't know that stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess I did my course when I was 17. So that was like, what, <laughs> nine, eight years ago? Yeah. So that was – so when did everyone else do their course? And uh, I started – I did my course in 2018. 2018? I was, <coughs> um, say, 19. Yeah. How old was I? <laughs> Vincy? Yeah, I did my <laughs> I was 20. bachelor's. I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> I was 19, t- 2020, yeah. Yeah, I did my um, sports exercise science started 2018, finished 2020. Okay. They would have taught you a bit in there. In terms of progression? Yeah. Oh, not so Oh, they taught us progression, but not so much how to progress on top of stuff. They didn't even teach us much about programming as well. It's very yeah. textbook. Yeah. Like I got, <coughs> just for example, like going saying squats, like get your knees over toes was like the mm. theoretical answer, but not everybody does that in their yeah. squat. And I went the applicable way um but yeah i'm still finishing mine and it's not as in-depth as what we learned like on the actual gym floor yeah what about you francis May uh i did mine in 2018 yeah yeah that was like in high school that was the end of high school yeah, yeah. i started doing mine in high school and the, i don't even remember the stuff that they taught us because <laughs> that's <laughs> what i was saying it that's changes fine. like once you're on the field it's different from the studies, like, this might not be for, like, everyone, but from my experience, right? Because when I started, like, when I started getting, um, when Brad started mentoring me, it's, everything changes. Like, I'm like, this is way different from what I was getting taught. Were you yeah. like, oh, wait, are you, are you sure you're doing it right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was so different. So, um, I think experience, experience, um, you get most experience once you start doing it. You get, like, most of your experience once you start doing it. Because it's like, um, I want to use this. Um, a coach, a coach like, let's say soccer, right? A coach, it doesn't have to be, like, coaches are experienced, right? But, like, someone who's played the game before, it's more experienced than someone who has been taught how to coach. Mm. Yeah, my be for I don't know if it's the same. Like if the I don't know uh, Michael Jordan or mm. becomes a coach, he will have more experience in coaching. I don't. This might be different. I just the Bobcats. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Worst team. <laughs> off point. Off topic. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. As I was saying, like if Michael Jordan becomes a coach, he will know mm. more than someone who has been taught how to mm. coach but doesn't play. Yeah, yeah, so being on the field is different from getting told or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like because I watched the last dance over the past week, 
And one thing that Michael does, it's not necessarily like, he doesn't really teach. He kind of just helps motivate and gets his team to actually work and all the type of stuff. Um, it's pretty sick. Um, even though he's not the one that teaches the skill, he teaches some sort of the mindset yeah. that you need to have towards in order to train, to get better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how they won, what, six championships yeah. on eight years or whatever. I think same thing applies to us as well. Like, if a client is going through something, because you've experienced it before, mm. you know how to deal with it. Yeah, I also <coughs> think it's a matter of letting the clients come up with their own solutions as well. Mm. Um, again, if we look at how PT has progressed, uh, at least a skill that I feel like um, I've adapted over maybe only the last six months um, is being uh, actually using the skill of coaching and not teaching because I feel like they're two different things. You've got uh, PTs that will tell, this is how you do it, you've got to do it this way. Um, and then you've got PTs that will coach through different situations, let the client, whatever they're feeling, because it's not always about, um, you know, the the exercises in itself you got to look at like their mental state as well how are they feeling what's their lifestyle and what's affecting their training um and i think questions aren't asked enough um it should be asked a lot because that can really uh change the quality of the session bring more value because then the client feels like they're walking away with um things that they've come up with as opposed to being like my pt told me this but it's like you work together yeah Going off that, I feel like it's huge. Um, I think one thing that changed for me over my year of coaching, um, back then it used to be just like, okay, let's teach you how to move well, squat, bench, deadlift, etc., etc., etc. But then I kind of, especially because most of my clients at the start were all gen pop, um, they didn't really know how to move, and most of the time, all they wanted was weight loss or get bigger or all that type of stuff. But then most of my sessions. Um, almost like what 40 minutes to an hour was, was spent on doing barbell work mm. not so much on accessories or whatever or the stuff that they kind of wanted to do so then nowadays it's more so, like what I do in terms of my coaching it's more so uh, whenever I make the program the goal session I'm like what exercises do you what exercises do you enjoy you know what I'm saying and then um, oh sorry I said it again um, <laughs> but uh, yeah what exercises do you enjoy what don't you like and then whatever they like alright let's progress with that um, and with that, right, if they like the exercise that they're doing, retention happens. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of the why huge thing. Why would you thing. change that? Sorry? What, yeah, and exactly, like, why would you change yeah, that? Yeah, well, why would I change that? You feel like there's, like, a new block, <coughs> and PTs are like, we've got to change the next block. But really, ask the client, like, what they yeah. liked and enjoyed. And if it was working, keep it. Unless they say to you, I don't want to do it again, um, you'll maybe talk them through why or different variations. But... If there's no need to change an exercise for the next block and it's been working and they're still progressing, don't change it. Run with it. Run with it. It works, it works. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> what do you think about Francis? Um, I think they're right, yeah. Uh, but sometimes, let's say, if you want to relate that to someone who is like very, like, who is like an athlete, sometimes you have to change it. Mm. Like, let's say I'm... I will say, oh, I love this exercise. I just want to work on my arms to look good. That's like, bro, you have a comp coming up. We need to really change this. Mm. Yeah, so um, it works for, like, gym pops and, like, who doesn't really cares about strength or doesn't care about, like, something, you know. 
But if it's someone who wants to like lose weight, just gain some muscles, I think if it's working, you just keep it. Yeah, like someone. I'll use example like. Uh, I don't. Know, I'll use Will. See, he's like he has a, like a goal, but he was like, "Oh man, I want to keep this exercise." I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep this, but we have to take this out and replace with this because that's gonna help make your performance better." But someone like. I wouldn't mention names, but some clients I'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's work. We're just gonna do this. We're just gonna keep going, keep going until you don't like it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess they're still liking it, right? Like, yeah, yeah still. It's like, what's your ultimate goal? It's like, oh, to get strong. It'll like, I'll do whatever I need to do to get yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that's number one. It's like, all right, what exercises do you like? Yeah. These ones, it's like, yeah, but do you like getting stronger more? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Well, this is probably the best choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <coughs> no, I like that. One, one last point. I just go. I think um, what's involved the most. I think UHP use it quite well. Is um, biomechanics and levers. Like back then, it's just like you would prescribe the exercise, the compound, and do it the same for like everybody. Oh, at least. Sorry, that was like what I used to do. I'm fresh out of PT, um, but now like because everybody's so different. Like you could have same structures, you know, you got your big like Dorito guys and then, um, you know, your big deadlifters that, you know, might not have a big bench or whatever, but you look at levers basically. And uh, I'm sure it'll apply in sports performance and things like that as well. But in like lifting world, like the biomechanics and levers is so huge and um, can really dictate how someone's going to perform if you give them a one variation versus another um like i hope that made sense but <laughs> basically yeah. levers has come into play heaps i would find at least in in the last like few years in powerlifting in particular yeah but i would even say like one and a half two max yeah like before everyone was pushing out do it like this that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. and um like it's like now you your long femur people uh, go to flats uh, go wide in your squat um let yourself pronate more. Why are we doing that? Um, bench press, at least for me, I, I have to adapt to like a, a closer grip, even though I've got like super arm, uh, long arms, but that biomechanically works for me better than like wide. You just got to look at the structure. And I think that was neglected for so long. Um, and that's really playing a big part into how we coach as well. And we do it in a way where we like to say, you know, hide the veggies, where we will give the client what they want not necessarily telling them sometimes what the other benefits are, um, but it might be because, like, let's say, like, we do um, a really, like, pronated type of row to get them into, like, that pronation stretch or whatever. But uh, you're not necessarily telling them that you're getting them ready for deadlifts the next day. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Well, I guess the – thanks, everyone, for your responses. The next question was – Something surprising that worked that didn't necessarily go with the <coughs> grain uh, in terms of like, I don't know, certain, everyone will push something out at some point, right? And it's like, okay, well, this actually doesn't go along with anything that anyone's really said, but it works for X client or it works for a few of my clients. Has there been any of those sort of circumstances for you guys? I think, yeah. <coughs> um, I'll say like, what you said about your bench. Mm. Like, everyone who focuses on strength is trying to get, like, oh, that's just le less range, you know. Let me go, uh, like, let me get my arms a little bit wider so the range is less. But 
that wasn't working for her. Mm. You know, what I mean? so I much wrist pain. Yeah, <laughs> but you think, oh, that should be working. Like Get that should, yeah, be wide. Yeah, you, sh- you think that should be working, but it wasn't working for her. But that works for me. I can. You saw me. I went from this, and I'm like this now. That works for me. And people think, oh, yeah, that should work, but it doesn't work for her. So I think that would be like an answer to that. Yeah. 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 I went from like. Um, doing like a super wide grip and like doing a punch grip and you know I just had one elbow dumping all the time it just wasn't optimizing my strength um, to the best ability and bench is my uh, weakest lift for sure um, I don't I feel like um, progression in it is so much lower but as it is for females um, but we've recently just adapted to just bringing it into uh, slightly mid grip um, as I, yeah, had some advice to bring it in a little bit um, and be able to get into a better, uh, I suppose, uh, extension of the wrist. I could press through uh, the ulnar side a bit better um, and I had, like, no pain in my wrist. I definitely am slightly weaker in it, but that that worked. Whereas, um, yeah, like, for some of my other clients, I, I would probably go slightly wider. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so... Leverage-wise, it might suggest that you should go wider, but pain-wise and comfort-wise and... Structure-wise as well, if, uh, like, oh, function-wise, like, uh, let's just say, like, my triceps, uh, or the stability of my wrists just don't allow me to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think of a client. The whole time, couldn't think of any. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I have the same thing with her, my, with my wrist when I was benching. Before, I was like... I don't even know what you even call it. Just, uh, just like I, uh, I would kind of go into like that, like yeah, yeah, punch fist grip. I couldn't do, definitely can't do like jab grip. But then yeah, and then Michael got me to do like whatever that thing is. You make a the diamond, diamond and yeah. then slightly go into like, like deviating. Yeah, I won't talk much about. Now I think one thing that um I kind of adapted to some of my clients as well, even w- for those who just want to squat and whatnot. This might be a bit controversial, but like for example, adu- using your adductors, getting your knees in and whatnot type of stuff. Um, I feel like most of the time, um, normals, oh, everyone's just pushing out, make sure you keep knees out, knees out, knees out, knees out. Yeah. But then those who are assigned to plateau, I just, well, I was like, okay, you know what? Let's try this out just cause I've heard, you know, it is, um, somewhat beneficial, more efficient in a way. And it was a lot more easier the next set, which is pretty good. And I just thought about it. Like, um, I feel like it, it is in my just my head and whatever it is somewhat more efficient from like for most of my clients for myself as well and then like i look back at like for example um basketball players who who specifically shooters or whatnot when they jump like i just look back at that how do they what's natural for them when they jump i bet you they don't even think about it as much but most of the time before they jump if you look at steph curry when he's jump when he's shooting a jump shot he gets his knees in as he comes up so I'm like, okay, maybe that's how he kind of produces power without even knowing that he's doing it in a way. So I'm like, okay, for a squat, let's try this out. And then it's kind of um, made it a lot more better for them. Like, oh, okay, all I thought before was knees out, knees out, knees out. But then as soon as I adapted that, okay, let's get our doctors working. Mm. It's just shot up. Um, I think <coughs> also like a big thing that you would probably be told don't do is like certain exercises if you were to uh, internally rotate your foot um let's i got two examples so bench for example um people uh, everybody can uh, will have different foot placement um but 
for example, if I had to internally rotate my toes and try to squeeze the bench and like leverage my adductors a bit better, my bum will lift. That that just happens for me. Whereas I will go slightly wider, um, externally externally rotate my toes out a bit and be able to push. Whereas I've got a client who bum will lift when uh, she does that. So I have to get her feet close to the bench, get her to slightly turn her toes in um, and squeeze the bench. And that just keeps her, her bum planted. Yeah, um, or cool. yeah, it, it's it's and she'll just get like the tip of her cheeks, but like bummed, like touching the bench, and like obviously optimizing her arch through that leg drive. Um, another thing would be like uh, I put like a video of this up was um, like a split squat or a Bulgarian split squat, and just slightly turning that toe in. Um, if like adductor strengthening is something like you need to work on. Um, that can also do that, but if you have to look at like a textbook, it would never tell you turn your toe in. Mm. All right, it would it would tell you put your toe straight or slightly toe, uh, toe out so that you can get that knee like over the toe. Yeah. Um, but really, optimizing that um, um, internal rotation is going to be using your legs in a just targeting um, a different muscle. But it's it's not really right or wrong, and I think that's where trial and error really comes in. What's what what's going to work for someone isn't going to work for someone else. Um, but yeah, you just play around with it, and I think that's the best thing about um, PT is is you just try new things. That, that comes with coaching. You try things out. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, that's great. Trial yeah. and error is huge. I think there's a good environment for that at the gym, being like no one's really going to call judgment. Mm-hmm. And if yeah, yeah, yeah. and it'll be brought up in <coughs> a meeting probably a team meeting to suggest why and say, oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Commercial yeah. gyms, they'll look at that and be like, that's such bad form. Who's that big <laughs> um, uh, But, yeah, yeah, definitely in our gym environment, we're always open to trying new things, um, taking things from other, like, coaches external to us and applying it, seeing if it works, and then teaching it to our own. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. I think that's one of the huge ones is, like, um, a lot of – if you look on social media, there's a lot of random stuff that you see. It's like, oh, <laughs> this was, is that, oh, this random stuff. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, fair. It looks weird. The setup's huge, like hard as or whatever. But then in my head, I'm like, okay, if your clients are getting results, all right, fair. Yeah. Fair, fair. That's why I feel like, yeah, the trial and error is huge. What works, what works. Like if right now, what I'm doing right now, if, it, if it's working for them, all right, let's run with it. If by the time it, whatever, I, I come to a point where nothing happens. Why don't we try whatever this guy's doing? See what that what that yeah, does. Yeah. Do some research here or there. But progress is progress. yeah, progress is very good. At the end of the day, if there's progression, there's progression. Why'd you do this one? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, she said something else. What was it? <laughs> you can't remember, can you? <laughs> it was a trial and error one. I saw that. I saw that finger as well, brother. Trial and error. Like you won't know until you know. Yeah. So yeah. you like try. She was talking about the experience. Like it's different about the um, Bulgarian split squats. Yeah. How the textbook says um, you have to be slightly out just to get the knees over the toes. Yeah, it's like, yeah. No one really, um, I think it's huge now, but um, everything was, yeah, knees out, knees out. Knees can't drop in. You can't have that medial displacement happening. Did you guys ha- go to college or school or uni when they said, because even when I did it, the knee wasn't supposed to go over the toe at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, 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 um, I had an exam on that. Resistance training. And it's like half of the shit in there was, sorry, uh, but half the stuff in there was I was just shaking my head because it, it it's just so opposite to what 
like we teach, I think. Um, did you get a wrong answer if you said? I did get wrong answers. I had, <laughs> uh, you were, you had a time frame to get it, and you had um, if you didn't get ninety five percent, you had to retake the test, and um, you had to wait twenty four hours before you could retake it. And I pretty much had like the last shot, the last <laughs> day. I was like, if I don't get this. And I'm like, I should be, this would be my best subject. But everything I would say, I would I would want to challenge my professors a little bit. Be like, but why? Yeah, that's what I said. Because that's there's so much, yeah, there's so much papers that are like. This is the one thing, oh, sorry, it's off topic, but that's one thing I hate about like just study in general is uh, like, oh, just exams or whatever. Not everything is the same. Everything's always changing. Like say right now, you guys are Joel Seaman. Imagine if he took those papers right now, he probably fell like. <laughs> Ever and ever again. Yeah, well, I think a lot of us would. I would think, um, you know, put some of the best coaches in the industry in tests like that. And uh, a lot of, there would be a lot of uh, debate, mm. healthy debates, but. Um, but yeah, I haven't thought of it that way. Hey. Yeah, the one, one way how I became like, I guess, a better coach and more knowledge wasn't actually through studying and doing the exams. It was actually when I first. Um, started working here it's from experience mm. right? yeah from well, experience yeah. one thing um like they they, they t uh, preach and teach bracing in uni right I, I, my degree is high performance sport so it's more in like the snc side um and no one really like not once have i learned how the diaphragms move in bracing or really talk about why bracing is so important um but they'll mention it but they won't they won't go on like how important it is and just yeah the ability of our diaphragms and now like going into powerlifting i know more about the movement than ever yeah so basically it's or like push the belly out you know tense uh, it's, it's just so mm. it makes me kind of mad <laughs> i don't know why i don't run through that is it just difficult um i don't know like it's just really textbook in that case um like <coughs> We've got a proper uh, Olympic lifting and uh, Lico bar as well at uni. Um, but <laughs> in my actual, like, a few courses I've done or units, not once have they really tapped on, um, like, diaphragm movements, the ability to, like, expand the rib cage or staying stuck. Like, mm, no. Mm -mm. Wow. So it's like, here's your degree. Yeah. All right, now yeah. you use it. But I think, like, it's like oh, how? If, we, if I were to do, like, my placement, um, and let's say I externally came and did placement with UHP, you guys would be teaching me the whole opposite of, like, uh, what I'd learned. Yeah. So you come in after doing a course, no yeah. knees over toes. The only thing knees I could in. say, I think what? the only unit I can really, really um, go hand in hand with everything that we learn is my biomechanics unit. And... That's the most applicable out of all my units I've done. Um, yeah, because that. that's the one that's like kind of. You feel like biomechanics changes a lot. Well, uh, yeah, no. From my yeah. discussion with like other yeah. people from other like unis, because my uni, I'm at ACU. We did two biomechanic units. We did like the basis one, and we just went over like basic um, like physics of the body. But then the second one, we really looked at like lever lengths, like. Um, like the tissue mechanics wow. and um, actually like being able to like why people might move in different ways. And so I think that needs to be put out more, <coughs> way more. 
Um, but if you look at it, like a lot of the um, webinar series or just like a lot of uh, uh, education that's put out from coaches, it's really revolved around biomechanics. Yeah, which is, I, I guess, mechanics, that part can always be, I think, like you said, very similar, right? Yeah. Like um, who did I hear say this? But arms. Uh, PTs are basically uh, engineers of the human body, mm. and I completely agree with that because we're even Gen Pop, <coughs> Gen Pop, due to the most advanced athlete, uh, we need like people are going to move differently, um, and I think that that's a good way to look at how PTs are. And yeah. if, if you're new to the PT industry, be open to. Um, being moldable and learning about that stuff. If you're Engineers wanting to of advance. the human body. Engineers of the human body. Mm. Well, that's good lead off onto the next part, which is for new PTs and coaches, perfect lead off, what is something that you would say to focus on that maybe you didn't focus on and you should have? Or like you focused on too much when it's sort of like, oh, you should probably think about this a little bit more. Like the time machine sort of, all the way back and then be like do this more and then go back into the future no i feel like for me is just um i guess one thing that i should have done when i first started is like i guess do what i know type of thing and similar to what saranya said about their clients in terms of self-discovery you got to make your own self-discovery as well for what works for you in, your, in terms of how you program how you do things for your clients as well type of thing um, I think that's one huge thing as well and what comes with that is also asking questions as well one thing I like to do especially when I first started was just all I did was just ask questions ask questions learn from my learn from other people see what works make my own thing of like make my own type of uh, create my own type of way of coaching that works for my clients and all that type of stuff so I think that's one huge thing like you got to be yourself when it comes to tra tra then try to train like this PT like that PT do you want you know what works etc 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 oh shit oh my bad my bad, my bad. <laughs> what'd you do I uh, just hit the mic oh okay um you go yeah um what I would say is um uh knowing everyone is different and everyone is gonna move in different ways you don't have to stick to one thing because that's one thing I did as well, it's like, oh, everyone has to move like this. And I realized, like, a year or a couple months ago, that's when I started saying to Brad, everyone is different. Yeah, I think <coughs> knowing that everyone is different and everyone is going to move in different ways. So you don't have to really use one thing for everyone. And you always have to learn from other people as well. Even though you might think, I can hear myself. <laughs> Even though you might think, um, <laughs> Even though you might think that it's a standard? It, yeah. Even though you might think, um, this how it should move. Like, example would be, you'll get some clients that like to hinge more and some clients that will just use their course, just trying to break their knees. But you need to know, not everyone has to focus on hinging just to, to get more depth or any has to focus on this. Yeah, so pretty much knowing, uh, one thing I'll say to new ones is knowing everyone is different and you just have to know what works for each one. 
Yeah, that's going to come through experience. Experience. A lot yeah. of experience. And also, you don't even have to plan. You don't have to plan. You just have to ask other people as well. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll see, like, oh, this client is not moving. Well, I'll ask Jose, what can I do? I'll ask you, what can I do? And I'll ask Brad, what can I do? Try all three, see that works. I'm like, okay, that works. But in my head, I thought that wouldn't work. So I'll say learning from other people as well. Mm. And that's why being in a group helps a lot because you get to ask other people and see what the things. Yeah, I think that's one thing I would do. I didn't do that often. Like, I never come to you and be like, oh, this client, this happened to this client. How do I? I just be like, okay, I think this is how you should move. I'll show Brad and I won't ask any other people. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I could go off that. I've got a few uh, tips or some advice. But yeah, uh, the biggest one is um, you might be a coach, but be coachable um and going off that like ask a lot of people like ask people um the best ex- thing I've done is gone and get a coach myself or so I can look at like their way of coaching um and I like right now I've got about three different mentors and I'm like just learning from all of them so be open to um being moldable and uh wanting to learn and don't be stuck in that ego of I'm a PT I know what I'm doing um the other thing is yeah uh I guess Choose your time that you choose to work wisely because if you're just like, I'm going to pump out like eight back-to-back PT sessions, uh, be aware of the value that you bring to your session can like decrease. Uh, and that's the biggest thing I've, I've learned in my like time PTing at the moment is it's our job is very draining. We're on our feet a lot. we got to talk a lot. we got to bring this social battery. Um, and one thing like Harry said is like that might be like our eighth session of the day but that's that client's first session and that really stuck with me um so you know make sure you take the time to uh get that like rest as well between your clients so that you can come back and bring really good value to your session um and yeah one doesn't work for all that's another thing don't re don't use programs the same programs for uh all your clients because it won't work and it's always look at the individualization of it in in your programming because everybody is yeah everybody's so different i feel like that's huge that being i think that's the one thing i like i carry on with myself as well is just be a kid you know what i'm saying kids are people who full of energy that's one thing you want in a session is just a lot of energy because that's what the client needs be motivated and whatnot and a kid is always someone who doesn't know as much so I think that's one thing, that's the mindset you have to go in when it comes to this industry is you don't know nothing yeah. type of thing. You always want to learn, keep on learning. And if you don't know, don't, yeah, don't pretend to know because yeah. y- you put yourself through this anxiety of like, gosh, you're like, I don't know the answer, just come up with something. But these people are taking your word as like holy grail, mm. right? They, they, they look up to you. So if you don't know something, like be honest about it. I've, I've had that come up with me and the first person I go to will be like Luke. And I'll be like, hey, this is the situation. Like, what do I do? All right. And um, stay in your lane as well. Like, we're not <laughs> physios. We're not chiros. Like, we can give advice. But I would also say, like, if something is out of your hands, don't be afraid to refer. Yeah, you're in a team. That's one thing you want to be in. Mm. Uh, allied health. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Shout out to Luke Nolan. Yeah, Nolan's <laughs> But yeah, and DC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think and that's a big one. We yeah, <laughs> we just be open to expanding our knowledge um, as PTs. Sorry, 
Jamesy. Oh, yeah, Jamesy. As the PT, newbie. We should, um, we should be sponges like the way our clients are sponges. So, yeah. Yeah, Zara. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Your clients don't know what's right or wrong. So, whatever you say, they're going to be like, that's yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to go and tell all their friends, like, this yeah. is what needs to happen. The biggest, the biggest one was like, <laughs> pretend you're doing a bent over row in your bench. Like, so inverted, like, bent over row. Squeeze your back and, like, you're just doing, like, a row. How, like, and then you just look at now, it's like, free the scaps. Yeah. Um, it's just, that was something, like, I took to the, like, the grave with me. I was like, okay, my bench is getting stronger now because I'm, like, just rowing it down. And so it fell stronger or no? Well, at the time, it was like, yeah, I can kind of adapt to that technique because I'm just like overly retracting so hard um, and no room for like my scaps to freely move. Yeah. Um, and now oh, it's like, just yeah. let your, yeah. your scaps move. And I'm like, at the time, I was like, well, which one is it? Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I think as well, letting communicating with your client that, hey, I know we did this, but we're going to do this now. We're going to try it out. Yeah, I think that's And then one. telling them like why. Mm. Uh, yeah, so how do you guys approach that? Like, say, for example, it's going to happen again where something new sort yeah, of comes yeah. out. Where do you, one, say, okay, I'm thinking about actually going to go and implement this. This has some merit to it rather than just, like, what if I just said to everyone right now on the podcast, all right, all your clients, what we're going to do is lift the heels off the ground and start squatting like that. That's the most efficient way to do it. Wait, what's the question? So... He just looked at me. I was like, I thought he was still going. <laughs> like You're implementing heels are like wedge. Oh, so how do you I'm tell not, a client I'm we're going to do this now, even though they've been so taught to be oh, flat I was foot? Some, I was yeah, someone that. that went from heels to flats. And I was like, Ugh. No, not that. No, like, like, what if I, off yeah, no no wedge, no, nothing like that. He's just just heels gap off. air. Like a sissy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said that that's the most efficient way to do it. And then that, like, when do you won? give merit to the information. Like say, for example, if you're like, oh no, no way, I'm not going to tell my clients that. When do you eventually sort of say, how do you break down what's right or wrong to then be able to implement that advice with clients? And then when you go and tell the uh, advice to clients, how do you say, oh, I know we've been doing it a certain way. Now we're going to do it this sure. way. And why? So basically like free the scap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, know what I mean? One thing I said to the client is, we are all learning process. Keep learning every day, and everything is gonna keep changing. So even before I start training them, I let them know I'm not always gonna be right. I'll be wrong sometimes, and I'll always keep finding information. You see what works. You're always gonna see what works for you. Mm. It's not like this is gonna work. This what I know. So this what I'm gonna give to you. I might tell you something today. If it changes tomorrow, you should know I'm learning. I'm still learning every day. I'm not perfect. And I'll let them know they're not perfect as well. So if they get stuck at points and we have to change something, they should just accept it. And, and then, then try to... So before you implement it with clients, yeah, how do you sort of break down this new information and say or yeah, <coughs> say whether it's going to be something that you actually go and do? Like say, for example, free this gap. What made you eventually say, like, oh, okay, I'm actually going to go and do this? Uh Versus I'm going to keep rowing it to my chest. Um, I think a few things, but open communication with the coach. Why? I, I'm a, as a client myself, I like to ask a lot of questions and I got to know the why. 
Um, and some you're going to have clients that are like that. And again, you've got to be honest with why you're doing it. You don't put something in or tell someone, tell your client a certain thing without knowing the why. why? Yeah. Um, like, what are we doing and why are we doing it? So um, you're like, why am I changing it? Yeah. I thought we were rowing to the chest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But then if I look at my... Uh, I could have a coach to say it's going to progress you a little easier. And in my head, I'm like, I just want progress in my bench. So I'm like, okay, I'm open to changing that. Um, but if I also have uh, things like, um, you know, I might be getting like elbow pa- um sorry, shoulder pain or, uh, you know, just my uh, scaps are getting like, like those muscles are just getting like so jacked. Um, I'm going to be like, yeah, I want to kind of like keep moving those move that freely it might might feel better i won't get so much tension in my shoulders keeping them pinned back to the bench yeah. and something as simple as that oh you're not going to get um as much shoulder pain i'm gonna be like okay <laughs> i'm gonna it. try it let's do yeah. it yeah i feel like for me obviously if it's pushed out with new research i'll take a look into it and then i think one thing for me is like okay why not i'll try it out myself see if it works see if it's actually true and then uh, you know what I'll, I'll be honest with the client in the goal sessions. Like, how about we try this? Uh, explain to them, you know, this is the this is what's come up recently. If you want to better this, this might be it for you. Um, I've tried it myself. I feel like it is good. All that type of stuff. So, somewhat just communication again. Going back to what Ryan just saying was a communication from like the research and from myself, my own experience. And I guess, um, like I said again, it's all trial and error at the end of the day. If it's good for them, it's good for them. If it actually works, it works. All right. Yeah. They'll, 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 they'll run with it type of thing. And give yourself that grace to <coughs> be to accept that it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. Like that's a big thing. Like I, I know I've beaten up myself a few times um, because I was like I was wrong in something, or um, it might have just worked out better to stick to something else. But again, trial and error, and um, give yourself that grace to it's okay. I'm learning too. Like this is one where um, obviously with um with Mikey, right? Um, one of his exercises, um, I was doing a bit more research on it. Before it was like, all right, you got to get heavy on this one. And then I did even more research on what's optimal in terms of weight. It was actually what a certain percentage of his body weight that's you should add on extra with dumbbells. And then for like the first half, we were going pretty heavy. And I'm like, okay, Mikey, let's switch it up a little bit here. Let's go light. Um, I, was, I was honest with him. I was like, okay, let's, let's switch it up. This is what I've researched it right now so right now we've been going this percentage of your body weight and it, it does increase but obviously optimal will be at this at this one at this weight type of thing so then i think just being open to the client yeah you made a mistake or whatever but then like, okay like them knowing you did your research and you want that extra mile to help them get them to get results if that makes sense is what's gonna make them okay cool i can i can have more trust in you type of thing yeah I can agree with that too. Like, you're you're the one that's trying to find out whether it's the most efficient thing mm. that they could be doing, so they can't really be like, oh, well, why were we doing it wrong all those other times? Yeah, because mm. yeah. it's like, well, we could have kept doing it wrong just for the sake yeah. of keeping it the same. But yeah. I was just trying to make it as as good as, as possible. Good as possible. And like, that's something like Luke did with like me. Um, and because you know you're you're exploring different things like you tend to be okay with it like back to my wrist like we're like we're gonna deviate so much and i was like this is causing me so much wrist pain and then it was like all right we're gonna try to straighten it but then um just extend a bit more like this is still giving me like pain we took about five weeks five weeks on bench um just trying to figure it out until you know also take your client suggestions 
if they're like, maybe this might work, <laughs> be open to trying it with them. Not be, don't be like, nah. 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 And so I, I, I suggested as well, like, um, if I, I had uh, some advice and, you know, I took it and I said, let's just try bringing my hands in just a touch. And it worked. And then we kind of kept like that. We were going to keep the punch grip originally, but then I was like, let's just try bringing my comp bench just a touch in. I know it doesn't work the best for uh, optimizing the range of motion, but let's just try it. We tried it. All right, we're sticking to it. And I think that's a good thing is listen to what your your client might be advising. I mean, they, if they're an athlete and they've had experiences in different coaches, um, they themselves will might will have a bit of like info and tools under their belt. So it's not just what the coach says what is what goes. It's listen to what your client is saying as well um, and take that into consideration and apply that. And when you are going to change something, yeah, communicate, um, see what they have to say about it, uh, see if they're willing to try it. Um, like I was so against going into low bar at first. I was like, this is so uncomfortable. I Shoulders. love it. Shoulders. I changed low. I went straight from heels to like a hybrid or like higher bar to flats, low bar. And I was like, the first week I hated it. Yeah. And now you know, I love, I love it. I love it. And uh, you know, that that's just the <coughs> open communication. Yeah, I think that's the big one in terms of uh, that's one of advice as well about being a coach is being adaptable to certain situations. Like when you come to like what everyone's talking about here is like everyone has different body shapes. The biomechanics are different. Some people have injuries and whatnot. You just got to adapt to, yeah, you give them something. Yeah, it might not be the most efficient according to what research or what you know, but, you know, at that point, depending on things like, let's try to find what works for the client. Because right now, what's, hap- what's, 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 what's most efficient in terms of the study is not working for them. So, all right, let's change it up. Let's do something that kind of works for you. For example, and then, yeah, for example, like what I had to do, for example, on a leg press, because obviously my injury, I can't really go flat feet or whatnot. So then I legit have to leg press pretty much no no heel, just all toes. Yeah, see? <laughs> Best way. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was about to crack up when you said, oh, well, you're, you're squatting all, all, all heels, no toes. Oh, all, all toes, toe. no he- yeah. heels. Head, that's like, how why I would you press. do that? Don't even put the ball. Put yeah, because I yeah. can't do your legs. So then I did I legit leg press on my toes. See? <laughs> just way. to get a bit of depth and then I got a mad leg pump yeah even though everyone says oh push through your heels push whole foot oh I can't do that right now so yeah on my wow. toes is that same as you Francis yeah it's the same really yeah oh that's how he scots as well <laughs> <laughs> on the toes <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah, it's the same in a sense that you gotta see what works for you like you might think that shouldn't be efficient, what he's doing, but mm. that's what it's more efficient for mm. me. Yeah. yeah. Like, think about the goal at the end of the day. My goal was just to get a good le- leg pump. Yeah. Get my legs bigger because, yeah, before I get surgery. So, if I can't go full range on a leg press, then what can make me go full range? Yeah. Go on my toes. Wow. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. You know what I'm saying? As long as the client feels good at the end of the session, yeah. there's endorphins released. Yeah, you're doing a good job. Well, that's about it for the podcast. Ooh. So that was a good chat, guys. Yeah, thanks for for coming on. And you want to press the button? Button and press. Ooh, ooh, oh. ooh. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah.
Right. Oh, I did the Disney logo. Why can't I hear it? Because this <laughs> one. Oh. See? He's had it off the whole time. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, baby. Bye. <laughs>